Welcome to episode 12 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. And we are excited to be back together tonight, uh, ready to... Just the two of us. We can make it if we... <laughs> you know I was going to pick it up, didn't you? <laughs> now, uh, that was pretty impressive yeah. that you picked that up and went with it. Dude, I know my, I know my music. Yeah. We are back together, and it seems like the last few times we've had shows, Jonathan, we've had special guests... And that is because the the last couple of shows we have had special guests. <laughs> that clears it up. Yeah. I appreciate you saying It's amazing how, how it does that. Yeah. Yeah. But tonight you're just stuck with me. Yeah. Well, and me. Yeah. Us. Well, yeah. Just the two. I meant you're stuck with me. Oh, yes. Yeah. I am stuck with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's all right. Nobody to bail, bail you out or anything. Yeah. So we're back. Uh, going to kind of get back on track to a more typical show of what we do here at Land the Plane Podcast. And we're excited that you joined us and uh, giving it a shot. If you're a new listener, we're, we're excited that you're joining us right here and uh, hope you uh, stick around with us and enjoy what you hear. But uh, Jonathan, I don't know. It's, it's summertime. I have been busy. I, I know I say that so much because it's just truth. But we uh, recently had vacation. And then I took. That must be nice. It was nice. <laughs> you should have been there. Uh, we actually went and. Well, some of us have to make sure that the American economy stays afloat well, by was, going to work. I was getting paid. Of course, you were. You were spending money. <laughs> That's true. So I mean, that I probably spent helped too more much than money. More than me. Yeah, we went and saw family over in Tennessee, and actually, God's um, country. We stayed at one of the listeners' houses, um, Bonita, out there. You know, they opened their house to us to travel across the country and. I don't know if we have any other listeners would do that. Do you really call going to Tennessee traveling across yes. the country? Yes, I do. Okay. But I mean, Tennessee is a long state. I have four kids. It's traveling across the country. All right. <laughs> I'll give you that one. But it is also family. I should qualify that, that we just don't go stay at listeners' houses anywhere we feel like it. Just call them up and say, hey, we're coming over. No, but we had a good time. But then uh, when I got back, we took, um, with the church I'm a part of, we, we, I took a bunch of youth, a bunch of teenagers to camp, Jonathan, up in uh, Camp Siloam, uh, which is up in Siloam Springs, Arkansas. It's a great camp. They do a great job there. We had an awesome, wonderful time, Jonathan, but something happened there that I think you should know about that kind of maybe possibly a little bit reflects my age. <laughs> okay, well, and now I have to, yeah, I have to hear it. Okay. Every year at Camp Siloam, well, every every time they have the camp, they put on a three-on-three basketball tournament. And okay. I love basketball. It is the sport that if – that's the one I want to play. That's the one I want to watch on TV. Not really NBA much, but like college basketball. I just love basketball. And two of my students were like – because let's just face facts. When we play basketball at the church, I own them. All the wow, time. really? Yes. Okay. They're 13 and 14, oh. but I own them. <laughs> All right. Mainly because so, you just knock them down. Well, I got, you know, I'm not as limber and agile as I used to be, but I got the brains. All right. So I pretty much own them. So they're, this year they're like, let's play the three-on-three basketball tournament. And Dustin, will you play with us? Will you be the, you know, because you can have one adult on the team. 
Now, these two guys, Jared and Jacob, I want to make sure I express this. They're both 13 years old. They are very talented basketball players, all right? For their age and people around their age, they can compete all day long. They can't take me. They know that, okay? I'm not telling any secrets. <laughs> they wanted me to play in this three-on-three tournament, so I was like, sure, why not? Let's go have some fun. And we get down to the tournament. It's a big tournament, Jonathan. There's like 800 kids there that week, and so they play these five-minute basketball games. It's just whoever's ahead at the end five of five minutes. minutes. Yeah, five minutes because there's so many teams. Okay. And there's like two yeah. courts, two brackets. It's just three-on-three, half-court stuff. And so <laughs> we decide to play, you know, and I'm thinking, we're going to go against a lot of like 15, 18-year-olds, stuff like that, and other adults. But I'm like, these two kids, they are talented. We can hang. We're going to be all right. So we get there. And we look at the team we're playing, and their name is the Chucktown Post Squad. The, the Chucktown Post Squad. Chucktown Post Squad. Okay. So I guess that's the name of the town they're from, or Chuck, church, Chucktown. Chucktown. Yeah, it's the full thing, Chucktown. And so there's a Post Squad, and for you non-basketball folks out there, Post is usually like the inside guys, the big the big boys. And I'm thinking, what have we gotten ourselves into <laughs> And then so they call us up there, and a few games have gone by, and we get up there, and Jonathan, y'all, I am 40 years old and six foot tall. These two guys that came up, the smallest guy was my height, and there was two guys that were at least six four. They could have been, they could have been tight ends on a college football team. These guys were broad. They weren't like lanky normal basketball players. They were huge. Guys, and I look over at my two 13 year old teammates who are both pretty skinny, you know, they're athletic guys. But I'm like, we're in trouble because they're neither one of them's like over 5'10, you know. And uh, we start playing this game, Jonathan, and they they take a quick lead. Imagine that, all right. So here I am, I'm thinking, I need to give our team a spark. I'm gonna, we're playing ones and twos instead of twos and three pointers, you know, just one pointer, two. And so I decide I'm gonna take a two real deep because I can shoot and I pull up and I shoot and it looks beautiful Jonathan I shot it over the 6'4 guy and it looks beautiful until it goes over the top of the backboard <laughs> <laughs> it went on the back side of the goal and I was just like oh man and that this dude guarded me he's like, like I said, he's 20 maybe and he's 6'4 and he's like dude it looked good until it went over the backboard <laughs> I was like oh man so long story short these guys they were they were they were good, but my my team was holding on. They got an early lead. We came back. I actually ended up hitting a, a two pointer, Jonathan. I hit another one pointer. My, my teammates, uh, Jacob, one of the guys. Poor Jared had to guard one of those six four guys. He had no chance. <laughs> but uh, he hit a he hit another two pointer with like ten seconds left in the game, and we were only down by one point. I wish I could tell you a heroic story about how we defeated these guys. <laughs> But really, they just played keep away for 10 seconds, and we lost. Oh, yeah. That's cheap. Yeah, and so we were kind of bummed. But at the same time, we were like, we gave it a good shot. I mean, we only lost 7-6 to six in a five-minute game. We held our own, you know, 40-year-old, yeah. two 13-year-olds against NFL tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. So the game was over. We didn't stay and watch the rest of the tournament. We're like, we're going to go do other stuff, so we leave. And, and, and the next day, they're announcing who won who won everything, like all the tournaments from the week and all that stuff. And there it was, Jonathan. They said, the winner. And this was the first game we played. All right, that's the one we lost. But, and it, so it was like single elimination? Yeah. Like you were out? Yeah, yeah. and there point. was okay. like many games, hours of games yeah. after us. But they announced the winner, 
and it was Chucktown Post Squad. Wow. So you know what that means? We were practically second place. <laughs> you were you were tied with all the other people they beat. Right. I mean, we only lost by one point. You can't lose. Yeah, you can't any any yeah. worse. I mean, yeah, any there's no half points. better than that. I guess you can't lose any better than that. <laughs> That's the thing. But yeah, we only lost by one point to the best team there. We claim yeah, that's, that's we claim second cool. place for yeah. two thirteen year olds forty year old guy. Yeah, you don't have any pictures of that, do you? Anybody take pictures from the sidelines or something? No. In fact, well, most of the church, most of the people I took, they didn't even come watch us. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't join in, but they yeah, had they, no hope. They just stayed they, up there on the hammocks and joined themselves. Oh. But a couple a couple guys came and watched us. But I was proud of them, man. They held their own against those big boys. That's actually not that. That's not where I thought that story was going to end up. You thought we were going to get demolished, I, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I did too. After that first one over the backboard, <laughs> it's like it's going to be a long day. <laughs> but we came back. We made it interesting. It was a lot of fun. But camp, hey, camp is great. If you ever get a chance to go camp, kids, teenagers, whatever, go do it. It's yeah, camp can be a lot of fun. Yep, it can be a lot of dirty, nasty boys too. Oh yeah, it's they dumb. stink after a week. Yeah, it, it it smells. Yeah, just just all there is to it. But it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of funny that you brought that story, you know, and it's like you said you wished you had a heroic end, yes. <laughs> kind of thing. I do. Um, it actually kind of plays into what we're what we're talking about tonight. Well, that's good. Um, and I, and it wasn't even. I don't think that was really that was kind of by chance a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think you knew kind of what we were going to be going over, but. Um, in case you're new to the 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 show, kind of what we try to do is one of us will come up with a topic to talk about or some scripture to talk about, different things like that, and then the other person has a chance to either ask questions or the person you know going over the topic can ask the other person questions. So we kind of try to keep it where one of us has has you know kind of prepared, and then the other one is is kind of just coming in off the street. Um, because, you know, I mean, you're sitting in church sometimes listening to the pastor and, and I, I think sometimes we'd like to go, wait, 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 hang on. And like ask a question in the middle of the church, but <laughs> Just raise your they hand. don't let you do that. I don't know. You know? Kind of rude. So we do. Yeah. We're, we're nicer than most churches. <laughs> <laughs> we can totally interrupt and everything and it's okay. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We ten- fall asleep too. Yeah. Yes. Um, Probably wouldn't though. Yeah, we should probably tell the story of Eutychus one day. Mm. He fell asleep. Yes. Fell out of a window. Died. <laughs> <laughs> warning to Not you, for very long. Warning to you falling asleep in public. You could die. You could die. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this guy. And it, you know, we ought to like have a like a show title or a series of, of a few shows where it's like the most unknown stories of the Bible. Because, <laughs> because this is one of them, um, and most people have not heard of this guy. But uh, it's just a fun. I, I think it's a fun story. But I think there's also some really good stuff in it. Um, so we're going to talk about this guy named Ehud. 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 And I'm not sure if that's how you exactly pronounce his name. It's spelled E H U D. So it could be Ehud, but that sounds weird. Yeah, who wants to say Ehud? Get over here. Yeah, uh-huh. and and besides that, Ehud rhymes with dude, and I like that. <laughs> it's important. To yeah, it's it's important. So so anyway, we we find this in the book of Judges, and uh, 
really, if you look at the book of Judges, it's in the Old Testament. Um, and really, the whole book, it's kind of sad because it, it's a it's an entire book, pretty much, where the people of Israel, um, you know, God God delivers them, and they follow God for a while, and then they turn and start doing their own thing, and then God punishes them to to try to bring them back, and they you know, are punished for a while. And then they finally will cry out and be like, you know, God forgive us. We're sorry. And then they'll come, you know, God sends a, a deliverer and, and then the story just repeats. It's like over and over and over and over again, like for multiple hundreds of years, um, this story just kind of plays out. So the, the judges were, um, were those people that, um, and I almost said those men, but that would not be accurate. That's true. Because one of the judges, one of my favorite judges, is Deborah, a girl. Um, so th- these judges were ones that, that God would bring in to deliver the people. And, and kind of, in a way, they were sort of like a king in a way, but not really. Yeah, so, and it was in a time before kings. Yes, right? yeah, it was a time before kings. In fact, the, it, it's in the Bible, it's before kings. It's true. It's judges. <laughs> Amazing how that works. A few books before Kings. Anyway, so the story of Ehud. All right, so I'm just going to read it. Go for it. I mean, you know, why not? Read the Bible on a Bible podcast? Well, why not? (laughs) As well. Crazy. All right, Judges chapter 3, starting in verse 12. It says, And the people of Israel. Now, hang on. We're going to have to stop right there. (laughs) That didn't take long. It didn't take long. (laughs) Because I feel like. Sometimes, like if you're listening to a podcast or listening even to a preacher and he starts reading the Bible, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to kind of go to sleep for a while, you know, because it's kind of hard to hear people read. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's, we tell good night stories for a reason. You know, <laughs> it relaxes you and it puts you <laughs> yeah, in the mood to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, it's like, shut up, I want to go to sleep now. Calms you. Um, but this is a good story. So, <laughs> I mean, this is like... You sold that, man. Yeah, I mean, well... Pay attention. I folks. really like. I've taught this story to kids a couple of times, and it's awesome because this is like a thirteen-year-old boys. Well, like ten or twelve, thirteen-year-old boys. They love this story because there's, there's, it's just gross in some <laughs> ways. So, yeah, you got to hang on, okay? Yeah, bring it on. Yeah, let's go. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Again, a repetition. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He gathered to himself the Ammonites and the Malachites and went and defeated Israel. All right, they did terrible things. God punished them by raising up this king called Eglon. Um, And the people of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. That's kind of a long time. Yes. Yeah. So then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. There you go. They're sorry. And the Lord raised up for them a deliverer. There you go. He raised up a judge. Ehud, the son of Gera, the Benjamite, a left-handed man. Left-handed. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) He's a little weird. Hmm. Sorry, all you left-handers out there. Left-handed. Now, what I want to mention about this is that if you actually look at the way this this was written, um, there's kind of a, a, a Hebrew idiom there that it, it, it actually doesn't just mean that he used his left hand. 
It actually means that his right hand was bound or restricted in some way. And you, it could be that there, there were some tribes. Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin was known for doing this at times. They would, uh, to help their soldiers become ambidextrous, they would bind their right hands like when they were kids, and then they would, they would be able to use their left hand and then they would, you know, loosen their right hand and be, be able to use it. A lot of scholars don't think that's the case with with Ehud. They actually believe that something was wrong with his right hand. That he was, you know, maybe had some sort of handicap. It just wasn't as strong. Those kind of things. So, so we're going to go with that. So, there, and it, it's neat that it kind of points out he was a left-handed man. Yeah. I mean, I'm a right-handed These guy. details, you know? Yeah. I mean, because most we are, and especially back in biblical times, most people were, were right-handed. So it's, it's interesting. Anytime the Bible points out, like, little facts like that, there's usually a reason. All right, so it says, The people of Israel sent tribute by him to Eglon, the king of Moab. They went and hung out. And Ehud made for himself a sword with two edges, a cubit in length, about 18 inches long, and he bound it on his right thigh under his clothes. And he presented the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. Now, Eglon was a very fat man. <laughs> That's not very Just, PC there. Yeah. It's not nice. Just threw him under the bus, man. It's, man, who wrote this? That's not, not That's rude. <laughs> so... <laughs> says, and when Ehud had finished presenting the tribute, he sent away the people who carried the tribute. In other words, he said, you know, hey, y'all go on. But he himself turned back to the idols near Gilgal and said, I have a secret message for you, O king. In other words, he went up to Eglon and was like, hey, I got something to tell you. Dude, wait. Well, and who can resist a secret message? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you tell me right now, you got a secret message, I'd be all in. Like. A secret message? What? Like a, do I need a decoder ring? Or what? What, what do I need? Because I'm excited right now. So uh, Eglon commanded silence, and all his attendants went out from his presence. So it was like Ehud and the king. Okay, Ehud and Eglon, the, the very fat man. And, <laughs> and Ehud came to him as he was sitting alone in his cool roof chamber. It's very important. And Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. And he arose from his seat. And Ehud reached with his left hand, took the sword from his right thigh, and thrust it into Eglon's belly. <laughs> and here's where all the boys in the room go <laughs> silly. And the hilt also went in after the blade, and the fat closed over the blade. For he did not pull the sword out of his belly. Just left it there. Just, I mean, it went all the way in. <laughs> they had to make a gross like sound, too. The whole <laughs> foot and a half sword went all the way in and closed over the hilt of the sword. Gone. And then, <laughs> and these are the kind of things that if it's just not in the Bible, you wouldn't believe it. But it is. The next verse says, and the dung came out. Oh, sorry. And if you're not a... I mean, translate dung for the listening audience there. Jonathan? He, uh, 
he 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 went poopy. Just <laughs> he went poopy. <laughs> That's what he did. I'm gonna help you out there. He went, he went poopy after he was stabbed with a sword. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. You know. So I mean, at, at this point. All the men who are listening to this podcast are laughing. Yes. yes. I mean, because it's just for us guys, there's, I mean, there's just something funny about it, you know? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, then it says, then Ehud went out into the porch and closed the doors of the roof chamber behind him and locked them. Okay, so now he's, he's making his escape. Said when he had gone, the servants came, and when they saw that the doors of the roof chamber were locked, they thought, <laughs> "Surely he is relieving himself in the closet of the cool chamber." Oh, he relieved himself. He, he, yeah, it's kind of because he did. Yeah, you know, I mean, they weren't wrong. And, and the reason of that, they they would normally like, you know, only the kings kind of had indoor, not plumbing, but indoor places where they could go, you know, right. and. And so it was the co- it was coolest on the roof. So if you're going to go hang out somewhere, it's cool there. Close the doors. I'm taking care of business. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you prefer not to sweat. Right. So that's where they, you know. So the, the guards were like, well, apparently the king is, you know, indisposed. Yeah. So we're going to leave him alone. He's busy. Which yeah. is respectful. I mean. Yeah. If I had you know? servants, I and, would want them to leave me alone. <laughs> and then the next verse says, and they waited until they were embarrassed. <laughs> it's like, what a great If they had watches, they'd be like, man, it's been a long time. What should we, you go check. I don't want to go check. You go check. Yeah. You uh, know, I mean, I, yeah, they were embarrassed. But when he still did not open the doors of the roof chamber, they took the key and opened them, and there lay their Lord dead on the floor. All right. And uh, Ehud escaped. And it goes on to say that uh, Ehud went back. They basically gathered up the forces, and uh, and they 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 were freed from the Moabites. They they went ahead and uh, brought war. They defeated the Moabites. Uh, and the the last verse of the chapter says, "And the land had rest for eighty years." So, very good uh, little you know story there. But we. But we need to dive into this just a little bit. Yeah, I think that would be. I think that would be. Yeah, because because there's just several things in here that are pretty cool. But the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides the fact that he shoved a sword in his belly, it went over the hill. Then he. Before we get to the w- point, can I talk about just how terrible of a way that would be to go? I mean, <laughs> I just, yeah, go ahead. I just want to clarify that. I mean, I'm just thinking that had to hurt. You know, and then maybe that might have been Ehud's favorite sword. <laughs> now it's gone. Well, it did say it made, he made it himself. Yeah. So, I mean, he... just double-sided, you know? I said. I mean, yeah. it's, now it's gone. Yeah. Um, There was dung. <laughs> it just seems like a horrible way to go, especially if you're like the king or who you know, he was of this land, and that's the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, a, maybe, I mean... I was thinking maybe they didn't even really realize how he died because there was no sword. They couldn't see the sword. They couldn't see it. Maybe he just yeah, I guess died there was some going dumb. <laughs> I just do you anyway. think the the guys outside, you know, after they waited till they were embarrassed, like you think once they opened the door, they were like, maybe we should have came in sooner. 
we could have saved him. Yeah. Like, oh boy, uh, what are we going to tell? Yeah, what are uh, we going to talk about this? It makes you think you should have a code word or something. <laughs> you know, special knock. Just let your family know you're okay. I don't know. <laughs> just, just thinking out. I'm probably missing the point right now. But this is what happens when only one of us prepares. <laughs> so, okay, I, I'll get it out of me before we get to the serious. The serious stuff. Well, I mean, it, you know, there's. I'm not sure how much serious there will be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, thing I want to talk about, Ehud, and we're going to call him. The reason I call him Ehud is so it rhymes with dude because I call him Ehud. The left-handed dude, you know, mm-hmm. um, like we said earlier, is the way this points out that he was left-handed. Um, you know, his hand was re- his right hand was restricted or or stopped in some way. So, Dustin, let me ask you: Uh-oh. if you've got a a fairly long sword, you're in the you know a army, whatever, and you've got a long sword, and you are right-handed, okay. Yes. Where are you going to put that sword? Probably a on long your, sword, not a little dagger. You're going to put it like on your left side, like on your waist. You know, that's what I was thinking when they normally they reach over, yeah, across the body, across the body to the to the waist, and yeah, pull it up, yeah, pull it up. Because if you had it on your right side and you tried to pull it up, I mean, your arm's only going to go so high. Yeah, it's like T Rex. You, know, you can't, you're you can't pull it to, off. Yeah. <laughs> so most people in the army, they would have the sword. On their right, on their left side, so they could reach across the body, pull the sword out. Right. Yep. Well, Ehud, being the left-handed dude, had the sword on his right side. Trickster. And he they put it under his cloak. So the idea here is most likely when he came in, they just kind of you know they they may have checked him a little bit, and they probably checked their left side. Because nobody that's in the army, I mean, you know, it's like everybody's right-handed. So everybody keeps their sword on their left side. So Ehud, because he was left-handed, had his sword on his right side, and they didn't find it. I mean, that was, that was the whole way that this, that this kind of thing, you know, this kind of thing kind of fell into place, was so that he could deceive them. And, and trick them into allowing him to carry a sword into the king's chambers and then be left alone with the king with a sword, you know? Uh, so it all go, points back to the fact that he was left-handed. And, and I was stressed that because there's probably people listening thinking, that's some terrible security guys, you know? <laughs> Just quit being lazy and pat down both sides. But this was like, it should not have happened. There should yeah. not have been this guy being left-handed. I mean, it would have just been... Unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Very. It was very unusual. Um, so, thing that that that's really to me is the most cool thing about this story, besides just the whole story itself, is the fact that Ehud that God used possibly even a disability in Ehud to carry out something that was huge. You know, I mean, how many of us have have gone and assassinated a king of the country that's inhabiting our country. <laughs> Just once. Just once. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, none. none. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's kind of high-level kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and he was able to go do that partially because he was some way different than everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think, especially with kids, but even with us adults, man, sometimes we just don't feel like we fit in. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, we feel like we're just different. We feel like there's something that's wrong with us. We feel like, you know, why is God made me this way and you know maybe our our personalities are different or uh the way we interact with people is just different um you know uh, how many times do you ask yourself man just what's wrong with me mm-hmm. you know and why why would god make me this way or why would god make me that way why would he put me in this situation all those kind of things but we need to look at those things as ways how can god use those things that are different about us to to carry out what he has planned for us, you know? Yeah, and that, that's a pretty challenging thing, because I also think about, um, in the story, Ehud, I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it really addressed it, that I remember you saying, Jonathan, but what what level of bravery and confidence did you have to have in that situation to be able to, to walk into this king's court and confront him and, you know, um, follow through with this thing because even if one one person would just reached over and checked that right leg and felt that sword, I mean he's done, he's yeah, over, he's, he's, dead. he's dead. But even though through this, uh, just the level of confidence and um, bravery he had, even dealing with this something that was different, unique about him, man, that that's pretty impressive, you know. Yeah. The next thing that I want to kind of point out real quick, and it's along the same lines, but uh, in verse 15, it says that the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, and the Lord raised up for them a deliverer. Uh, to me, that's just, and it was Ehud, you know? Yeah. And to me, that's just very cool that, that God raised him up for that. You know, and how long through his life, how many different ways was God preparing Ehud for this time, this place? Um, and, you know, let's, let's be real. I mean, he he's he's part of a chapter in the Bible. It's, you know, it's not like the whole book, you know. I mean, not like a humongous story. I mean, it's just a few verses. But the Lord raised him up for that purpose. I think a lot of times we miss the fact that um, that that we all have a purpose. We all have a plan. There's things that that God um, does in our lives. He moves us. He he, you know, shapes us. He does all of these things, pointing toward a plan that He has for us. You know. Yeah. Um, and I just wonder how many times you know he, maybe who, you know, if this was some kind of handicap or whatever. You know, how many times may he have even questioned God about that and about his usability, but then God turns around and uses that for him. That That's part of the whole plan, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really cool that it, it wasn't by mistake that, that this was Ehud, but the Bible says that the Lord raised up for them a deliverer. Yeah, it, it's really cool because I think about you know when you when you grow up as a child, even in those those young years, formable years, they call it, and you and you do believe that something's wrong with you. You start questioning why, 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 why? Not just why am I this way, but why did you make me this way? Why did you have these decisions, or why did you place this burden on me, or this challenge, or this difference? And I mean, you you start to grow, and I would like to say, as you grow to an adult, that some of that goes away. But I think it just carries on with you, because you're still. Sometimes you just want to know why. And in, in this story, he, he gets a great example of why. And it's just a one. It's a one moment thing. It's a one moment thing that that there was years of preparation, 
But it also shows me how much God cares about the individual because he put so many years of planning and preparation into Ehud for just a few minutes, you know, a few minutes of action that led, you know, did did the Israelites eventually probably fall again? Yes, that's what they're known for. (laughs) They had 80 years of peace, I think is what you said, 80 years. And so it opened up this opportunity for them to, a generation, a generation to experience peace. Peace. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Well, I think, Jonathan, that uh, even though this might be a little bit shorter story, just like a little maybe obscure story of the Bible, there is a a lot of great information here. But, you know... You know, it's not the shortest, because if you keep reading in chapter 3 of Judges, the last the last verse says, After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, who killed 600 of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also saved Israel. Well, there you go. Uh, Bam. Whole yeah, story. So one verse. <laughs> Keep reading as well. There's some exciting stuff, and you thought it was just boring. Shamgar. Shamgar. Yeah, but but I think because this would be really easy to get off track, and me make a lot of jokes I shouldn't make. I think it's time that we land this plane. Yeah, we them. we probably should land the plane right here. Um, and really, it's it's simply this: what area uh, or areas do do you feel maybe incompetent? Or, or not comfortable. Um, what areas do you feel um, where you're less than, or, or you just don't like about yourself? Those kind of things. And really, instead of feeling that way, maybe look. How can God use those things? You know, how can God use my personality? How can God use um, kind of my giftings? How can He use things that maybe I don't even really think too much about myself? But how? Can he use those things and then actually jump into those things a little bit? Maybe if something does come come along, it's like, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. If you feel like God's, you know, put it in front of you, jump into it and see, you know, and, and see if that's um, maybe instead of a something less than adequate, maybe it's that he's made you very adequate in that area, you know? Yeah, and it makes me think, you know, don't let you be what stops what God wants to do in your life. Don't don't let your insecurities or, or doubts uh, just, just go with what he what he gave you. I mean, it's just yeah. go with how you made it. That's you. all you got, so you might as well go with that's it. That's right. That's right. All right, I think we're going to uh, we're going to wrap up the show today talking about. Uh, we wanted to say thank you. First of all, we we had a contest. Our, our last show was about we interviewed the. the the founders of directors of Amplify, which is a local concert here, Christian festival, August the seventeenth and eighteenth in 17th, Benton, 18th. Arkansas. Yep, yep. Wherever you're at, come come join us. It's a free concert. Um, you do need to register on their on their website and uh, get a ticket, but come be a part of that's free. And we got to talk to them last week, so if you want to know more about that, go back to last week's show and, and listen to episode eleven. But uh, in saying that, we had a contest. They 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 were wonderful and gracious enough to, to let us uh, give away one of their VIP experiences on our Facebook page. And we did that. And we want to say thank you to all the new followers of the Facebook page and the ones who have, have, have 
reached out and commented and being part of that and shared it. And we're just so grateful that, that you joined us and, and participated in that. We do hope very much that you listen to the show, you listen to the podcast, and, and be a part of the Land the Plane family and, and continue on this journey with us. But we already announced the winner on the Facebook page, but we wanted to do it on here too. So Cassie Martin, you were our lucky winner. Congratulations. <laughs> Whenever you're listening to this, congratulations. Hopefully it's not after Amplify, but you know you won, and uh, we're excited for you. And I was listening to a little bit about her joy and her excitement about winning and I'm, I'm very, very happy that she gets to go meet the band and be a part of that uh, VIP experience. Yeah. And we're hoping to actually uh, maybe run into her there at Amplify. We are mm-hmm. going to be doing some uh, Facebook live streaming. We'll bring you more information on that as, as Amplify draws closer. But uh, be watching our Facebook page as well as Amplify Fest's uh, Facebook page for those, those live streams from Amplify. Right. And if you see us, if you see us wandering around. Flag us down. Yeah. Say hi to us. I know I'll be wearing a Land the Plane podcast shirt, so that could be a... And carrying a microphone. And carrying a microphone. So, So, yeah, I I should be, I don't know, 30,000 people, 40,000 people. I should be easy to find. No sweat. Sure. I stick out like a sore thumb. But, uh, yeah, if you see us, come say hi to us. Um, Give us a shout. We'd love to talk to you. And you maybe, you might get an opportunity to go live with us. I'm not saying a promise. I'm not guaranteeing, but uh, come join us. If come you're have a funny, great time. Yeah. You'll, it'll be more than likely you'll be able to go live with us. Yeah. If you're left-handed and, you, <laughs> and, you, and you're carrying your own sword around and you've caused a fat man to dung, I don't know, like then you're definitely in on the show. <laughs> just letting you know. Uh, just wear your Ehud, the left-handed dude t-shirt. We'll That's right. On there. You'll be in. But uh, we really hope to see y'all there. And again, just thank you for joining us and, and being a part of all that we're doing. So just a few things to wrap up the show, Jonathan. Um, first of all, if you are new to the show, we're just grateful. And we want to encourage you to go to Facebook pay, our Facebook page, which is Land the Plane Today, and join us on Facebook, Instagram, it's both those. You can come join us and be a part of the discussions. On Twitter, we're at Land the Plane 247. If you want, you can send us an email at landtheplanetoday at gmail.com. And if you have a topic idea, you have another crazy story, if you just want to talk about Ehud, that's a way to do it. Or if you want to share, any of those avenues would work. Uh, make sure you visit our website at uh, landtheplane.today, uh, not .com, but .today. Uh, of course, you can find the podcast on uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, anywhere. I think we're on Even Spotify. Even on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. We're getting a few listens there. So uh, find us, subscribe to us, and if you can give us a review, uh, we'd love if you did that and uh, support the show. And last but not least, if you do want to help support the show, we do have a store on um T Public's the name of it. I couldn't remember the name of it was there. And actually, T E E Public. T E E Public. Yeah, and then just search "Land the Plane." Uh, there's a link on our website you can use too. But that that'll take you there, and you can get some "Land the Plane" merchandise. You'll see me wearing the shirt at Amplify. So, oh, I think that's the show, Jonathan. Let's wrap it up. I'm excited. End. I'm excited. I just can't stop thinking about you, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't wait to go home and tell the kids more about it. All right, guys, we're out of here. Thanks for listening. Yeah, later, bye.